Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Is the free world still free? Serious question to address on today's show. Is the free world as we know it still free? Have you seen what's going on in Australia? I'm going to get to that because what's going on in Australia could very well happen here again. But today's show is going to about the going to be about the free world or places we thought were free, including the United States and how we're deteriorating into totalitarian madness right before our eyes. I'm going to produce the receipts right here for you to see. You don't like big tech and government spying on you? Get a VPN. Do it today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I have a ton of video and audio today as well, including in the free world, we don't have corrupt law enforcement, institutionally corrupt law enforcement. What the heck is going on at the upper levels of the FBI? What is going on? I've got some video a listener sent in of Zuckerberg from Facebook apparently being squeezed by the FBI and something that I somehow missed, but found now it is going to bake the bagels. I promise your bagels being baked right now. Muffins toasted. Hey, you know what big tech and big government have in common? They both want to silence any dissenting voices into submission. What a perfect time for this read. Let's say you're a proud gun owner and you want to talk on social media about the right to bear arms. Well, chances are your post will be flagged by a content moderator and you might end up on some kind of government watch list. No joke. To fight back against having your voice censored by big tech and government, I use ExpressVPN, and you should too. You see, the problem with big tech is not only they want to censor you, they want to track what you do online, and then they sell it. What you're searching for, the videos you watch, everything you click on, they can match your activity, your identity using your IP address. When I use ExpressVPN, it doesn't happen because they can't see my IP address at all. My identity is masked, anonymized by a secure VPN server. Plus, ExpressVPN encrypts. 100% of my internet data for protection from hackers and eavesdroppers. ExpressVPN is by far the best VPN we've tried. We won't touch anything else. It's a VPN rated number one by CNET, Wired, and countless others. What I love most about ExpressVPN, can't be any easier to use. You just tap a button. That's it. And you're protected. It's that simple. The app has one button. Stop letting big tech and big government censor and track you. Defend your rights today. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com dot com slash Bongino get three months free expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more go today all right Joe let's go Blast off, baby. <laughs> all right is the free world still free scary show listen I'm not trying to scare you it's not one of those things like hey let's put together a bunch of stuff that'll frighten grandma that's not what we're doing what we're trying to do is prepare you we will fix it I believe the United States always hits rock bottom, then comes back. We've done it every time. We'll do it again. But until we understand what's happening, it's going to be hard to fix what's happening if we don't know what's happening. So we'll ask the question again for the third time. Is the free world still free? Well, one of the ways we could gauge that, correct, is by saying, well, what do not free third world countries without a respect for democracy look like? What do they look like? And are those things happening here? Fair way to do it, correct? What do not free countries look like? Are those same measures, metrics, hallmarks, are those same things, those red flags happening here? Sadly, ladies and gentlemen, I believe they are. So what are the hallmarks of a not free third world country with no respect for God-given rights? Well, let's go through them. And then let's produce the evidence that that stuff, that crap is happening right here, right now. First, chaos and crime, right? You look at the third world. Places that aren't free, 
Chaos and crime, no respect for law and order. One. Two, corrupt law enforcement. Law enforcement isn't enforcing the law. They're enforcing the agenda of the party in power. Three, censorship of dissidents. You have dissident opinions. You have other political opinions that are unpopular with the ruling party. What happens? They get censored. Four, the media is corrupt becomes a propaganda outlet only for, again, the party in power. They're not interested in truth-telling. They're, introduce, uh, they're, uh, they're interested in introducing propaganda and advancing it. Five, corrupt elections. Nobody believes in the outcome of ele- elections because the process is corrupted. Remember what the old communist said. It's not who, uh, who votes, it's who, count the vote, who counts the votes that matters, right? Six, the corruption of academia. Academics and the intelligentsia, dreaded air quotes, become useful idiots. Read the first circle by Solzhenitsyn. You'll see what I'm talking about, how they corrupt science and academics, make them useful idiots. What do you have to do? Seven, ideological subversion. Truth isn't truth. Everything becomes subjected to propaganda. You start to question what's real anymore. Eight. Finally, the loss of freedoms, God-given rights, and in this case, constitutional protections in the United States of America. Well, let's walk through it one by one. Chaos and crime, again, hallmarks of the third world. No respect for law and order. The criminals are protected while the good people are subjected to the law. Chaos ensues when we shield the evil from the good. Think about that. When we shield the evil from the good. I didn't say that backwards. Hallmark of the collapsing third world. There's a thin crust that's been said many times between civilization and chaos. That thin crust is cracking right now. I want you to look at this video taken out of L.A. County. Shoplifters just walking out, cleaning out. I believe it's a target. Cleaning the store out. There's a guy who follows them. If you're listening on audio, that's the voice you'll hear. It's a guy following them, a good Samaritan trying to get them on, on video, saying like, what, what, what's going on? You're trying to follow these. Guys. They walk in with bags and clean the store out without paying. Again, chaos ensues when we shield the evil, these losers, from the good. They're shielded. Nothing will happen to them. If you stop them, you will be sued and probably arrested yourself. We are shielding the evil from the good, not the other way around. Check this out. That looks great. Come on. Come on, Zoe. What's up, guys? I want to see how far you guys get. What's one of the hallmarks of a collapsing civilization with no respect for God-given rights? Street chaos right in front of you. That's one of a thousand examples, folks. That's the mildest, because that doesn't involve any overt violence. But it shows you again that we are now shielding the evil from the good, not the good from the evil. These headlines from yesterday. Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. Remember this from July of 2020? Defunded their police. D.C. Council passes budget slashing $15 million for police. 
But what happened? Well, body bags happened. People started dying. Look at this from this week. The D.C. mayor is now directing the police department to use any overtime necessary in response to gun violence. People were killed. Who did this to you? They did this to you. I said it on Hannity last night. To the liberals listening, listen, beam in on my eyeballs right now. The people you voted for, you are responsible for the body bags. The people you voted for did this to you. You did this. No one else. The evidence is right there. You shielded the evil from the police and the evil took over. And now you're desperately trying to backtrack. You did this. You did this. You knew one of the hallmarks of a collapsing civilization is street chaos, and you brought it on willingly. You did this. You destroyed these big cities. You led to the body bags. People are hurt and have been murdered. Their property has been taken. Their businesses are collapsing. You did it. You are personally responsible. You did it. Do not let these people off the hook. And to the liberals out there, You did this to yourselves. You voted for this. You celebrated this. You advocated this. And now it's coming home to roost on you. You did this. You did this. What do third world countries look like? They look like that. What's another hallmark of a collapsing civilization? Corrupt law enforcement, folks. Law enforcement. Law enforcement that's not enforcing the law. Law enforcement that's enforcing an ideological agenda. Did you see this story in BuzzFeed? Yes, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. A clown show, liberal outlet, if there ever if there ever was one. They're now reporting on potential FBI malfeasance. BuzzFeed. The pee tape people. What was that all time? Joe, remember, if you, if you lose Walter Cronkite, remember about the Vietnam War? Yeah. In, in modern terms, if you lose BuzzFeed... It's so you're not going to get more <laughs> radical right. propagandists. Even they're turning on the FBI now. This article will be in my newsletter. It is the must-read article of the day. Ken Bessinger and Jessica Garrison, BuzzFeed, watching The Watchmen. Remember the Michigan kidnapping case uh, where these, these guys were alleged to have uh, put together a plot to kidnap the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer? Remember this? Yeah, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now BuzzFeed's reporting that that plot of course, listen, let's just put it out. No matter what, there was obviously horrendous judgment involved here. But was that plot a plot by a bunch of militia people or was it a plot incentivized by the FBI? The question here is, the question here is, who thought of this plot? It's one thing to inform the government about a plot. In other words, put a government informant in a group and say, hey, these guys are plotting. It's a whole other thing to create the plot. Everybody get it? From this BuzzFeed story, this is stunning. And believe me, I'm not overselling this. Read the whole, it's a very long story. It's in my newsletter today, bongito.com slash newsletter. Please read it. An examination of the case, they're talking about the kidnapping case by BuzzFeed, also reveals that some of those informants acting under the direction of the FBI played a far larger role than had previously been reported. Working in secret, they did more than just passively passively observe and report on the actions of the suspects. Instead, they had a hand in nearly every aspect of the alleged plot, starting with its inception. The extent of their involvement raises questions as to whether there would have been a conspiracy without them. They're talking about the informants. Folks, listen to me. I spent a lot of time in federal law enforcement. I'll get to what the rules are on this in a second. But I... I, Please, 
take this and tattoo it on your brain. It is one thing for an informant working for the government to inform about a plot. Perfectly legitimate happens all the time. If there was a plot to kidnap your son or daughter that had been ongoing and the FBI can insert an informant to uh, inform on them, you would certainly want that. It would be an entirely different thing for an FBI informant to incentivize people to kidnap your daughter. That's a totally different thing. The FBI is not supposed to be creating the plots as alleged in the piece. What are the rules on this, on entrapment? Well, they're pretty clear. If the plot to kidnap Whitmer, your daughter, God forbid, or rob your bank that you own, was unlikely, and the participants in the plot were unwilling to do it before the informant was introduced, then clearly it's entrapment. I, I, in other words, I know I've known Joe for years. If I were to say to Joe jokingly after the show, kind of feeling him out, pretending I'm joking. I shouldn't say joking. I'm not joking, but he thinks, hey, Joe, I think we should go rob a bank. <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, what a stupid idea. And then the next day, you know, Joe, remember that thing about robbing a bank? You know, well, what do you think? And Joe's like, uh, I'm a little uncomfortable with this, Dan. And then the next day, hey, Joe, let me just talk in. We robbed the, here's what, no one's going to get hurt. The mm. bank guy doesn't like the, they stole money from that's robbed. And then Joe's like, yeah, I still don't think it's good. And then you get it by the sixth or seventh time, I'm knocking on Joe's door. And all of a sudden, Joe's like, all right, maybe I'll rob a bank. Folks, that's clearly entrapment. Joe was unlikely or unwilling to do it. It was my attempted coercion and successful coercion, if he does it, that created the plot for Joe to rob the bank. That's entrapment. Did that happen here? We don't know. We're going to have to wait for the court case to play out. Clearly, there was bad judgment either way. Horrendous judgment. But was the plot created by the FBI, or were they informing on a plot that already existed? Huge question, folks. This was sent to me by a listener right before we went on the air. Again, keep in mind the topic we're talking about is the free world still free. If it isn't, what are the warning signs? Crime in the streets, corrupt law enforcement. I can't believe this. How did I miss this? This was in October of 2020. This is Mark Zuckerberg testifying in front of Congress about the whole social media disaster going on in the United States right now. And this is incredible. I don't know how I missed it. I'm really genuinely stunned. This is Zuckerberg. Remember when the Hunter Biden story broke? I got to give you a little bit of background on that. When the Hunter Biden laptop story broke, the photos, the big guy, the fact that it's alleged they were paying off the, the father, Joe Biden, that Joe Biden may have been involved in this corrupt business influencing operation with his son. Remember all that? It was all on the laptop. Well, that happened before the election when the story broke. Big tech and the mainstream media did everything they could to corrupt the election, which they did. They corrupted it. Yes, I said it. They corrupted the election by keeping people from seeing one of the biggest stories of our time, that the now president's son may have been involved in a massive international corruption scheme. Remember how the FBI and others in the intelligence community... Remember how they insinuated to make the story go away that the Hunter Biden story, which turned out to be true was Russian misinformation. Now, listen to this clip of Zuckerberg hinting that the FBI popped into the Facebook office and was like, hey, if you get a trove of data before the election, wink and a nod, folks, like this. The most unsubtle wink and nod ever. You get a trove of information, possibly around Hunter Biden, before the election. Remember, that could be foreign misinformation, so you'll be watching. Check this out. To this election. Uh, so you had both the public testimony from, from the FBI, 
um, and in in private meetings, um, alerts that that were given to uh, at least our company, I assume the others as well, that suggested that we be on high alert and sensitivity. That if uh, a trove of documents appeared, uh, that that we should view that with suspicion. Um, that it might be part of a foreign uh, manipulation attempt. Uh, so that's what we're seeing, and I'm happy to go into more detail as well if that's helpful. Okay, thank you very much. Holy Moses, how did we miss this? This guy just admit, admitted everything. I don't know if he doesn't realize he slipped. This is in October. It's not recent, by the way. How did we miss this? This is Zuckerberg now admitting that the same FBI that incentivized and pushed the media and social media to actually pump foreign disinformation about Donald Trump and the collusion hoax, the same FBI that was actively investigating a Hunter Biden case they knew was real, went to the FBI and said, don't you dare put that story out there or we'll accuse you of foreign disinformation that we, in fact, pumped through your outlets last time to hurt Donald Trump. Holy F... Folks, we're at the point now, I suggested it the other day, I'm very sorry to suggest this. It's time that the FBI be disbanded. The model isn't working. It has been entirely corrupted. It is time to wreath. Let's, let's steal the Democrats buzz term. It's time to rethink how we organize federal law enforcement. No, I mean, really rethink and not the way the left does it, which means defunded. We need federal law enforcement that enforces the law. What the hell is this? How did we miss this? How is this clip? How did everybody miss it? I'm listen, I'm throwing myself in this. Zuckerberg is now admitting that again, the same FBI that leaked the PP hoax, the collusion hoax, which was actual foreign disinformation to destroy Donald Trump, then dared to go back to Facebook before the election about a story they knew was true, the Hunter Biden story, and basically threatened them not to run it because of the sensitivities. It's the freaking third world, folks. We're living, this is like Cuba. We're living in like North Korea and stuff. This is law enforcement now? Corrupt law enforcement, the hallmark of every single totalitarian, authoritarian, and failed empire, country, state, city, state, whatever it may be. There we go, right there. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. Then I want to get to the third component of failed regimes. Asking the question, is the free world still free? Nope, no, it isn't. What's the hallmark of the third world? Censorship of dissidents. Oh my gosh, that's not happening. Really? Wait till we produce the receipts on that one. Hey, Helix Sleep. I have one of their mattresses. I have the Midnight Lux. It's super comfortable. The only downside with my Helix mattress, I don't like sleeping on anything else. It's really that good. You're going to sleep on it eight hours a night. Get the best mattress out there. Don't, go, don't settle for the silver medal. Go for number one. Go for the gold. Helix has a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. That's their secret. They, their sleep quiz, it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you, for the way you sleep. Yeah, they have soft, medium, firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down. I sleep hot. I don't know about you. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. You sleep on your side. You sleep on your back. Whatever. You put it in the quiz, and you get a mattress tailored for you. Like I said, I got the Midnight Lux. I love it. I needed something a little firm. It helps me with the whole arthritis thing. I don't like when I sink in. Things start like, you know, hanging around, if you know what I mean. I, want, I needed some support there. It's been awesome getting unboxing videos from many of you who found the Helix mattress of your dreams. With Helix, the mattress comes right to your door. You don't have to go to a mattress store. They have a 10-year warranty. 
Try it out for 100 nights, by the way. Risk-free. You don't like it? They'll pick it up for you. You'll love it. You'll love it like I do. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by both GQ and Wired Magazine. They have exclusive discounts for military, first responders, teachers, and students. Helix is offering up to $200. That's $200 off all mattress orders, plus two free pillows for our listeners. How do you get this great deal? Go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. One more time, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go today. You won't regret it. Thanks, Helix. Okay, so what's another hallmark of totalitarian failed regimes in the third world? Eh, censorship and dissidents. You're not allowed to talk out. God forbid you open your yapper. You are done. They will take the cotton out of your ears and jam it in your mouth for you because you're not allowed to speak out. Now, the excuse for crushing dissent, you just make it up. Just, go, just put uh, suppression of dissent in any social media. You'll see every country that has done this has had a different reason for it. It doesn't matter. They invent the reason. Biden is now using the, uh, the, the, uh, the misinformation label. Misinform- Notice they've evolved from disinformation to misinformation because the disinformation label failed them when they tried it on the Hunter Biden case we just talked about. The Hunter Biden laptop, the intelligence community said it's Russian disinformation. Well, when that face planted on them, now they've turned to misinformation, which is a broader category, which really describes anything the Biden administration doesn't agree with. You doubt me that they want to crush free speech? You think I'm making it up? Oh, Dan, you're being hyperbolic. I'm never hyperbolic on this show. We always produce the receipts and the facts, and we back it up. Here is Biden's, one of his press secretaries, one of his minions, out there on the White House yesterday talking about how they plan to crush free speech using the label of misinformation. Listen to Kate Bedingfield herself. Don't take my word for it. Check it out. Well, we're reviewing that, and certainly they should be held accountable. And I think you've heard the president speak very aggressively about this. He understands this is an important piece of the ecosystem. But it's also the other thing the president has pointed out and spoke to when he was asked about this yesterday is it's, it is also the responsibility of the people creating the content. And again, I would go back to, you know, there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content that's sharing misinformation about the, vi- about the virus that's getting shared on these platforms she's they're not hiding it they're not hiding it why here's the thing why are they not hiding their efforts to destroy the first amendment and the constitution why like every totalitarian thug thug throughout human history why is the biden administration their minions and useful idiots why are they not hiding it why are they now coming out saying yes we want these conservative uh these conservative sites gone why think about it why do you think they're not doing it they're not hiding it Because the media is covering for them. Nobody is calling them out. Not only is the media covering for their totalitarian, anti-free speech, speech suppression impulse, they're contributing to it using your tax dollars. You know, this segues nicely. What's the next hallmark of a failed third world republic of every totalitarian regime? A corrupt media. It's not just good to have suppression of dissent, corrupt law enforcement, criminality and chaos in the streets. That's not enough. You have to have a corrupt media that provides air support for the corrupt totalitarian regime so people don't realize their civil liberties are being flushed down a toilet. Not only do we have a corrupt media, you're paying for it. You doubt me? Check out this NPR piece. This is publicly funded. National Public Radio. NPR. A total joke. A propaganda agitprop outlet, an embarrassment that if even a penny of your money is going to this disgraceful outlet, you should be embarrassed. 
Here is the dreadful loser of all losers, the go to the week, Miles Park, who attacks Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire in this piece. And he says, quote, outrage is a business model. How Ben Shapiro is using Facebook to build an empire. I want you to pay very close attention to a screenshot from this piece to show you again how these totalitarian, uh, th totalitarian thugs in the White House, the Biden administration, moving quickly against free speech, moving at a rapid pace to turn us into a third world authoritarian regime, regime right here, how they're being aided by the media and how the media has moved the goalpost from once supporting decades ago free speech, even if it was painful, to now actively helping the administration suppress people by setting an impossible standard for freedom of speech. Listen to this. This is very important from this NPR piece. He's talking about Ben Shapiro's site, The Daily Wire, which is obviously conservative. And NPR, Miles Park, mini totalitarian, doesn't like it. So he says, in the articles The Daily Wire publishes, they don't normally include falsehoods. Okay, that's nice. They don't include false. That's good to know. He says, with some exceptions. And the site said it's committed to truthful, ac accurate, and ethical reporting. All right. So the author admits that the Daily Wire doesn't normally include falsehoods. But listen to this. He talks about this guy Settle. He says, but as Settle explains, by only covering specific stories that bolster the conservative agenda, such as negative reports about socialist countries and polarizing ones about race and sexuality issues, and only including certain facts, Readers still come away from the Daily Wire's content with the impression that Republican politicians can do little wrong and cancel culture is among the nation's greatest threats. Oh. Goalpost? So now the goalpost, NPR is winking and nodding. We should censor, of course. We should censor the Daily Wire because they have conservative opinions and they don't publish stupid liberal ones. That, is, that was a real line by a taxpayer-funded entity, NPR. That was a real line. That really happened. This is stunning. The new goalpost for attacking free speech is if you have opinions we don't like and you don't dare post our stupid liberal opinions. That, that was in the article. We did not edit that. It leaves readers coming away with the impression that conservatism works and liberalism doesn't. That's because it does, you moron. That's because it does. You expect us to post your liberal propaganda lies like the collusion hoax, the PP hoax, the lamb league theories, the conspiracy theory. You want us to post that? And if we don't, you threaten and imply that we should be banned with your White House power brokers because you don't like the opinion or the fact? Miles Park really wrote that. How is this? How does this guy still have a job? It's not just the corrupt media; it's corrupt talking heads as well. Check out this tweet by Joy Reid. She's uh, she's been training hard, by the way, Joy Reid. I don't know if you've uh, yeah you've seen this. You know we have the uh, yeah she has. Joe's been training hard, training for what? You know we have the Olympics of dopey media talking heads, and and for those of you who are regular listeners, you know Brian Stelter has had the gold medal in the dopey media talking head Olympics for I don't know, Joe. What has it been? Three years? Oh, Four years? Yeah. Maybe longer? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Now, Joy recently got promoted. She was the bronze medal winner. She overtook Chuck Todd, who was the silver medal winner, who has since been demoted to the bronze. But I have to tell you, Joy Reid, Joe, yeah. Joe, she's doing her best. She's training hard, as you can she see from the photo. She's, she's <laughs> almost there. She's getting ready. She may be passing Stelter soon in the dopey media talking head Olympics. 
Impressive. She's getting there quick. Yeah. And with tweets like this, she's really turned it up. Hit it harder. <laughs> Hit it harder. She's getting there, man. She is getting there. Here's a tweet from yesterday talking about our corrupt media. Listen to this one. Joy Reid, if you're constantly yelling Antifa, which literally is short for anti-fascist, ding, 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 you might be the fascist they're focused on. Just a thought. Dude. <laughs> I Really, Stelter is really tough to dethrone, but I got to tell you, man, is she making a run as the dumbest person in the media today. So just to be clear, so Antifa goes out in the street, beats the living hell out of anyone they can get their hands on. They burn down cities. They attack anyone peacefully protesting. They're terrorists. It really stands for anti-First Amendment. I don't care what they say it stands for. They hate any form of free speech whatsoever. They dress in ninja suits to hide their identity because they're cowards and chumps. They have been responsible for a litany of terrorist acts and crimes and the burning down of American cities. But don't worry, because they call themselves anti-fascist. You're the fascist for calling them out. Kind of reminds me of the DPRK. What's the DPRK? Well, our liberals watching, you have no idea what that is. Uh, that's the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, also known as North Korea. Don't worry, Joe. It's the Democratic People's Republic. Of, it's a republic because oh. they said so. Oh. Just like Joe. Don't be confused. Thanks, da, stop. Don't stigmatize the North Korean communists, Joe. Shame on you. They're really Democrats. It's a republic. <laughs> yeah. When people aren't dying of starvation, they can vote. It is a representative democracy over there. Shame on you. You should get, take a history lesson, Armacost. Shame on you. It's the DPRK. Joy Reid says so. <laughs> What's the hallmark of a failing third world republic descending into madness? Street crime, corrupt politicians, corrupt law enforcement, corrupt media, corrupt talking heads, and everyone else around them. Oh, there's more. You seen this video out of Arizona yesterday? We'll get to that one in a second. You can't have a corrupt, collapsing third world republic if you don't have corrupt elections. Really, I mean, when you have honest and fair elections, what usually follows is honest and fair government. And honest and fair government creates the conditions for economic growth and prosperity. So when you have corrupt elections, you start a cascade of chaos that's hard to stop. Wait till you see this uh, video out of uh, Arizona. Some, again, more questions emerging out of it that no one seems to want an answer to except for us and a few other media outlets. Let me get to my, uh, my third sponsor first. We always appreciate your patience. Our sponsors are here to talk to you, so thank you very much. Listen, I love Omaha Steaks. We're in Omaha Steaks' house. I love their steaks. I like putting them on the grill where you get those little grill lines. They're tender to the cut. You can cut them with a, seriously, with like a plastic butter knife. They're that good. They're tender, but they're delicious. You got to have both, right? They have both. Omaha Steaks is an amazing limited time offer for my listeners when you go to omahasteaks.com and you enter the, uh, enter the code Bongino into the search bar. You'll be able to order a summer grill pack for just $99.99. Your guests will love it. Have people over, feed them Omaha Steaks. You'll thank me for it later. Plus, your order will include eight filet mignon burgers. They're delicious. They taste like a steak on a bun. They're ultra lean. They pack a bold, intense, beefy flavor, absolutely free. We love the burgers. The burgers and the steaks are fantastic. They are delicious. They are tender. Like I said, plastic fork, you can, a plastic knife, you can cut right through them. They're that good. Don't wait. Order today with your next summer barbecue. And for 40, for 90, excuse me, for $99.99, you'll get 28 of Omaha Steak's favorite entrees. Four bacon wrap fillets. Four premium boneless chicken breasts. Mm. 
Four boneless pork chops, eight gourmet jumbo franks, plus the all-time favorite, made from scratch, Amelia, my daughter's favorite, caramel apple tartlets. You'll get Omaha Steak's signature seasoning packet, too. You'll get eight free filet mignon burgers for only $99.99 for only $99.99. It's an unbelievable offer at a 59% savings. These packages sell out fast. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, use keyword Bongino in the search bar, and order a summer grill pack today. Please don't wait. They're really good. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword Bongino, for a 59% savings and eight delicious, mouth-watering, free filet mignon burgers. Go today. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Bongino in the search bar. Thanks, Omaha. So, of course, you can't have a collapsing third world republic without corrupting their elections process first. No better way to speed the collapse than telling people your vote doesn't matter because it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes, right? (laughs) Listen to this video audio out of Arizona. What the hell is going on in Arizona? It appears it's some older information. Again, these are allegations. They turn out to be not true, and there's an an explanation, as we always do. We will give you the explanation. I haven't heard one yet. You want to send one over my way? I'll be happy to hear it. Here is a forensic auditor in Arizona and a state senator and a back and forth about information prior to February, February of this year. Remember, obviously, the election was in November of 2020. While they can't seem to access information prior to February on these Arizona routers that were involved in the election, check this out. So there's 37,000 queries, yes. and they were done on this one day. And the reason we need the Splunk logs is because those 37,000 queries churned the, the data so that you can only look back to February 5th, or what was the date? Uh, February 5th. Fe- February 5th. That is correct. And obviously, we need to go back to the election. Right. <laughs> we need to be looking at the election day, prior to the election day, looking at access. So we don't have that, what we were given, we don't have that, um, that window, which is the critical window we need to look at. That is correct. Okay. Is there an innocent explanation for that? It could be. I'm not a leftist journalist hack. We do actual facts here and investigative reporting. I haven't heard it. Why is that data missing, according to this forensic auditor? Is it hiding somewhere? Has it been located? So prior to February 5th, the information we would need to determine what happened in that election, much of that data that they're looking at is gone? Why would it be gone? Was it a mistake? Could be. But again, why does this... Why does the evidence of misfeasance or malfeasance keep piling up with no one in the media seeming to question this at all outside of conservative outlets? Why? If it was a free, fair, and honest election, then wouldn't debunking these stories, and and some of them, by the way, have turned out to not be true, wouldn't that produce a better result? Wouldn't the public say, okay, we looked at it, and here's why it's wrong? But many of these stories out of Georgia and Arizona There is no seemingly common sense explanation. I told you we're going to stay on top of this. I meant it. When we get answers and we have news about these audits, we will put them on the air. I get emails from people often. Listen, folks, I have a very thin skin because the product's for you. And if you're upset about the product, then I'm upset about the product. You are my customer. You're the only voice that matters. I get emails from people that are very strange sometimes. 
One guy emailed me the other day, Dan, you've yet to mention the audits. I was like, I responded back. I, I, I'm sorry. I said, sir, I, I, he says, oh, I can't listen anymore. I said, no harm done because you don't listen now, clearly, because you don't watch the show. Whenever news breaks, we think is worthy of you hearing it. We're not going to bombard you with stuff. We put it out there. We've been a leading voice on it. I'm very sorry. The guy that clearly doesn't listen. Can't tell me you don't listen to something you don't listen to. But the product's for you. You're as concerned about this as I am. This is a serious question. Requires an answer now. Because corrupt elections, again, are the hallmark of collapsing third world regimes. You rarely, if ever, see third world collapsing societies that have free and fair elections. Rarely. Disappointing, folks. What else is the hallmark of the free world losing freedom rapidly? The corruption of science. You ever hear of uh, Solzhenitsyn, very famous author, God rest his soul. He wrote The Gulag Archipelago, The First Circle. They're great books. I, folks, I hate when people say, I have not read cover to cover the entire, I've read substantial portions of both. They're very long, very good books. Even if you read a chapter, two chapters, a half of the book or the quarter of the book, they are both very good. Someone asked me to put together a reading list. Um, with, uh, we've been getting emails a lot about that. We're working on it now, I promise you. But the, uh, the Gulag Archipelago and the First Circle by Solzhenitsyn are amazing books. It is a firsthand account of what happens when totalitarianism and authoritarianism through Marxism, fascism, whatever it may be, they're all just shades of the same color, takes over. It is a very, very disturbing, disturbing account. The first circle talks about how these socialists and tyrants, how they corrupted the scientists and the elites, just like the elites, the scientists and the academics in the United States are being corrupted now, and how they became the useful idiots to bring socialism into the area. And once socialism was firmly entrenched and that totalitarian nightmare begins, the scientists and the academics get killed and imprisoned too. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. That's happening now. Remember the JAMA study I told you about, the Journal of the American Medical Association? It was a focus of my show for the last two weeks. The Journal of the American Medical Association put out a paper indicating that a mask on your child had some negative effects. Those negative effects included excess inhalation of carbon dioxide. Of course, we're not plants. We are mammals. We inhale oxygen. We don't inhale carbon dioxide. Well, you can, but we inhale oxygen. That's the inhalation. The respiratory product of that in exhalation is carbon dioxide, breathing out for the liberals. When you're breathing in excess carbon dioxide, you can get a condition called hypercapnia. There was a JAMA study out there we had highlighted. It's in my newsletter. If you're part of my newsletter, you've seen it a thousand times, which suggested your kids in masks if for just three minutes of mask wearing produced excess carbon, uh, carbon dioxide in the inhalation process, which can be dangerous. I knew it. I said it at the time. I said to you, this study is going to come under attack. Why? Because they question the science. No, nothing to do with the science because it counters the party in power narrative. And we are living in a descent into totalitarian madness. And the scientists and academics are entirely corrupted now. 
Want to hear what happened with the study? Check out this Just the News story by Greg Piper in my newsletter today. JAMA's retraction of the paper finding masks harm children was political, the author says. Study's authors challenged the critics to produce better and different results. That's, Joe, last time I checked, that's science, right? You question the science, you do more science. Sometimes you refute the original science. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you back up the original science. It's called replication. Liberals are like, huh? Really? Because they're stupid. They're just dumb. Liberals have never, they attended college, but they were smoking weed with their, their sociology professor on the quad, you know, playing the mandolin out there, <laughs> singing songs, singing, uh, uh, what was it, Garfunkel, Simon and Garfunkel songs. They never really paid attention. They don't understand that science is a process of forming a hypothesis, testing it, and then retesting and replicating it. That's science. That's not what's going on now. Science and academics have been corrupt, corrupted first circle style. They'll be the ones in the gulag first after this stops. They don't know that yet. So the author of the study showing that masks could produce this side effect for your, your child, hypercapnia, his name was Harold Wallach. So he was interviewed when his study was retracted, and he told them, it's just the news, that the editors of JAMA and JAMA Pediatrics did not tell him how he failed to provide, in the words of the retraction notice, sufficiently convincing evidence in response to criticism of the study. Wallach said, I'd actually like to see how these conclusions were reached, but I'm afraid that there was no solid conclusion, he wrote in an email. The key phrase in the retraction of the study's notice was potential public health implications. Wallach said the retraction was political because some people did not like our data. Like I said, folks, one of the hallmarks of a collapsing society collapsing into authoritarian madness is a corruption of elites, academics, and science right in front of your eyes. It doesn't become science. It becomes propaganda. Wallach suggesting his study was taken down not because they didn't like the science, but because they didn't like the message. Can you imagine? You know, again, I know liberals have a tough time with reality, tough time digesting and processing reason, facts, and logic. But can you imagine if, say, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, was on the board of a pharmaceutical company promoting a drug? Imagine that drug it was shown in a scientific study, whether you believe it was run poorly or not, but was shown to have a very pernicious side effect, maybe even death. Can you imagine the authors of that study not having the study challenged, but having the study retracted immediately because it ran counter to the narrative that the agenda and the ruling regime wanted? that the drug was good because Hunter Biden was going to make some money off it. Can you imagine? Tell me how that's any different than what's happening now. The left did not like the, me the message the left wants is put a face diaper on your kids no matter what. The minute someone comes out with evidence this may have some side effects, the regime says, you better rip that down. No one's challenging the science. They're challenging the message. Hallmark of every single totalitarian regime you have ever seen. Listen, I'm going to get to something very important next. Again, hallmarks of a collapsing republic. Second to last here, the subversion of basic freedoms. Remember, I opened up the, yeah, I opened up the show talking about is the free world still free? Not just is the United States still, still free. We're not it. There are other countries out there that pretend to be some form of a representative democracy, notably Australia. Australia is no longer. It is entirely authoritarian now. The people of Australia are being put in prison colonies. 
Ironic, considering the history of Australia. I am not kidding. Wait till I play these two videos coming up next. Don't go anywhere. I don't care if you fast forward through the whole show and just listen to this. It's the most important part. A hallmark of every totalitarian regime in at the highest level possible is the subversion of simple basic freedoms. Assembly, religion, all of that. Can't do any of it. Our last sponsor. On a lighter note, our friends at Rock Auto, who Joe loves. Chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com. Their prices are the same for everyone. They're reliably low. This is Armacost's favorite. He's kind of a handy cat. He works yep. on his own car. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com's for everyone. Joe, are you really a super tech-savvy guy? Let's be honest. Not super tech-savvy, but, you know, enough to fix He's my good. Cars. Joe's like a sound yeah. engineer, but you're not like a web designer, correct? And you use oh, RockAuto.com, no. no problem, lickety-split? No not problem. Kidding. I love it. It was no. his favorite. Serious. He does. Yeah. I know he loves it. It doesn't require a membership or a fancy account login. RockAuto.com's a family business. Been serving customers for 20 years. Shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything. Engine control modules, brake parts, even carpet and motor oil. Whatever you want. Whether it's for your classic, your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Comes right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. See all the parts quickly you need. Choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to Rock auto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck just do us one favor there's a box it says how did you hear about us when you go to rockauto.com just type bongino in there so they know we sent you we'd appreciate it an amazing selection joe's favorite reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com rockauto.com thanks rock auto all right back to the serious stuff you can't have a third world republic that subverts basic freedoms without subversing a subversion of basic freedoms, correct? Subversion of basic freedoms is a part of subverting basic freedoms. Well, what if you lived in a country that said you can't go out, you can't open your business, you can't practice your religion, you can't meet with your friends, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's not happening. Oh, oh no, that's happening right now in Sydney, Australia. You doubt me? Check out this local news coverage in Australia where they're not only saying they don't even have any regrets, the government tyrants that are doing this to the citizens of Australia. Here, play cut one. Sydney has totally given up on freedom and liberty. Check this out. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling a no regrets policy. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases and tragically the third COVID death in this outbreak, a man aged in his 80s from the city's southeast. Across Greater Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Construction sites across the city shut down. And from midnight tonight, 110 suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area, even for work. Mm. What's Even in jail, you're allowed to lead to, to work. You, you can go to the basement and make the license plates. That even happens in jail. Please tell me again what's it. Oh, no, no. Watch the liberals excuse this away. No, no, no. It's not really a prison colony. 
yes, you're not allowed to leave, talk to your friends, go out. You're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to meet in any large gatherings, small gatherings. You're not even allowed to leave your house. Watch liberal totalitarians explain it away. Why? Because they're totalitarians. They love it. They're not explaining it away. They endorse it. They just know you're uncomfortable with it, so they do a euphemisms, a verbal dance. Australia is a prison colony. Please tell me I'm right. Please tell me how any of what I just said is wrong. What is different than a prison colony? The difference is it's worse in Australia. You're allowed to leave to work to go make your license plates in a prison colony, not in Australia. Oh, it gets worse. Check out part two of this. More on Sydney. Check this out. It is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly. Um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbour in the shopping centre, in the Coles, whilst you're at Coles and Woolworths or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. Now is the time for minimising your interactions with others. Even if you've got a mask, do not think that affords total protection. We want to be absolutely sure that as we go about our daily lives, we do not come into contact with anyone else that would pose a risk. Do you believe this? Do you believe it? Again, prison colony, you can leave to go to work and make your license, but you're also allowed to talk to other prisoners. Not in Australia. In Australia, as, as this woman clearly just says, don't even talk to anyone. Even when you have your face diaper on, you're not even allowed to talk to anyone. Australia is now worse than a prison colony. Tell me again how the free world's still free. I'd, I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear the liberals defend this one. It's necessary. It's a virus. It's not worth one human life. Not even that. You guys support abortion, right? Wipe out millions of babies. I'm not talking about those human lives. I'm not talking about other human lives. These are the tyrant, maniac, lunatic, disgusting filth bags we live in. These liberals. They are disgusting human beings. They are ushering in an era of authoritarianism and celebrating the entire way, whistling past the graveyard. <laughs> Morons, useful idiots, useful idiots in all caps. Why am I so angry at these people? Because I love liberty and freedom, and that's why I can't stand them. You don't think that can happen here? You know, there's an interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal. Don't be confused by the headline. I put it up just so you know where to find it. There's an article by James Freeman. It's called How to Run as a Democrat in 2022. Scrap the title, but I just, again, I just want you to know where to find it. It's kind of like a kind of mishmash piece. At the end, he talks about how this is happening here. We used to think we had a constitution that protected us against turning us into the Australian prison colony. Um, that's actually a joke right now. He talks about this commentator at the end who talks about how we've given up entirely on freedom to COVID killed the constitution. The constitution's dead. It's dead. It's dead. You think it's still alive. I'm, 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 I'm actually laughing right now. I'm laughing because it's, it's, it's funny that you believe that. It's tragic and it's happening, but it's hilarious. We actually believe we have a constitution. It's been thrown out the window. The constitution was designed to protect us and our God-given right. God-given right. God-given rights. God-given rights. None of that's happening. And I'm sorry if you're one of these people who's playing along like, oh, it'll be okay. It's all for COVID. No, no. There's no appendix in the constitution for COVID. Here, from the journal piece, this commentator said it. And man, is this was just well said. He said the response to these constitutional infringements was anemic given the scope of the restrictions, the COVID restrictions. The government barred many of us from visiting family, mourning the dead, educating our children, traveling, 
socializing in public or private, politicking, dancing, enforcing private property contracts, praying together, performing, running our business, or earning a livelihood. The Constitution was mostly, it seemed, irrelevant. The result was not inevitable. The Constitution was designed to protect a broad range of widely understood liberties. Some are singled out in the Constitution, others are not. But the generations of the founding and the post-Civil War second founding had little difficulty identifying them. Nor should we. I said in the beginning of the show I'm an optimist. That optimism is fading. But I'm still an optimist there'll be a renaissance of liberty in this country. When is it going to happen? I don't know. But you're the leaders we've been waiting for. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Don't. All right, one last thing here. Again, we're talking about how is the free world still free? What are the benchmarks for the destruction of a republic into third world madness, authoritarian madness? We talked about corrupting the media, law enforcement, corrupting elections, corrupting academics, corrupting science, the subversion of basic freedoms. But even worse than the subversion of basic freedoms is the subversion of reality. You get people to start to question if their eyes are lying to them. What's critical race theory's role in that? I've explained this to you. I've said it repeatedly. And some of you, it may have went over your head because there's just a lot going on. But I've said repeatedly, critical race theory wants you to wipe clean any notice of objectivity in your life. An objective standard. They want everything to be subjective, so you start to question everything. Everything, like this 5 plus 5 equal 10? I'm not kidding. They want you to question that. You doubt me? Look at this piece by William Galston. It's terrific in the Wall Street Journal. A deeper look at critical race theory. The neo-Marxist movement rejects equal opportunity, merit, and objectivity. Here's one of the screenshots from the piece. Again, they want you to question everything you believe. So you start to say, whoa, is freedom really a good thing? Is five plus five equal five? Or is a boy really a boy or is a boy a girl? Why do you think they wipe clean any notion of standard objective fact? Because they want you to question everything so they can reconstruct the society they want you to believe is true, not the true society you believe you've been granted by God. There's a reason. They don't want any objective standards. We've been talking about it on this show since my first show in the basement of Saverna Park with Joe, what, seven years ago. Yep, yep. Here, from that we have we've been up and talking about this. The liberals want everything to be subjective so they can change the standards on a whim. They don't want you to believe your rights are God given because they want to take them from you. Here, from the journal piece, critical race theory denies the possibility of objectivity. As the volumes editors state in their illuminating introduction. Scholarship about race in America can never be written from a distance of detachment or with an attitude of objectivity. Scholarship, the formal production, identification, and organization of what we will call knowledge, is inevitably political. And politics is about power, specifically about the struggle between those who seek to maintain oppressive hierarchies and those who seek to overturn them. Scholarship can be a powerful weapon in that struggle. Let me throw that word salad out the window and tell you what that means. What it means is everything you believe is fake will tell you what to believe. That's exactly what that says. And when you accompany that with the Kafka trap, and by the way, if you deny what we're saying, if we tell you five plus five equals 72 and you deny it, you're a racist. Denials of critical race theory 
and denials that you're a racist. It's a Kafka trap. Are more evidence to critical race theories that you're the critical race theorist that you're a racist. It's a standard Kafka Kafka trap. The denial of the accusation is evidence the accusation is true. I didn't murder her. There you go, denied it, which means you definitely murder. You can. That's why it's a trap. You can't get out of it. Critical race theory employs the Kafka trap. Everything you know that you objectively know is true. Boys are boys. Girls are girls. No, no, that's not true. You're a transphobe. I'm not a transphobe. I'm just telling you the biological. Your denials of being a transphobe are proof you're an extra super transphobe. Huh? What? You see how you start to question everything? They want a war on objective truth so they can tell you what's real. Again, the final, final hallmark organizing principle of authoritarianism. What you thought was real isn't real. Kim Jong-un is a demigod. No, he's not. Your evidence that he's not is proof that he's an actual demigod. Off to the gulag, traitor. That's coming next. Sound kind of like your criticism of the CRT people? Yeah, that sounds like kind of racist, what they do. You calling them racist, they believe makes you more racist, even though you're pointing out they're racist. Oh, man. You know what? Can we pull the Daily Wire story? Because I need to leave on one quick note. I don't want to... I'm going to talk about the story today on the radio show. I don't want to get out of track. I like keeping the podcast and the radio show in sync. We're going to wrap that segment, move on to this one just fast, just in closing. The U.S. women's soccer team, they uh, took a knee for Black Lives Matter, the terrorist group at the Olympic opener, and they lost, which is awesome. Yes, yes. I am actually cheering against, because they're not the U.S. women's soccer. It is a women's soccer. They don't represent me. I am a citizen of the United States. They do not represent me. Article will be in my newsletter. I'm glad they lost. I hope they lose. I don't care. I don't care one bit. They do not represent the United States. Are we crystal clear? They represent a terror group, BLM. There were three, to their credit, I believe, three members of the soccer team who stood. For those members who stood with your hands over your hearts, regardless of your politics, you have my utmost respect. The rest of the team, I don't care. I want you to lose. I don't care. We're not watching you. I'm not watching you. I'm not interested. I hope you don't even meddle. I hope you finish last because you don't represent the United States. You don't represent me and the people who believe in this country. You represent a terror group. And I hope terror Marxist groups like BLM that hate freedom and are racist lose. And I hope you lose too. Every game. So it's really terrific. They lost yesterday. It's great. It's really awesome. You lose every game. You don't represent us. Take the U.S. off your women's soccer team. You're not playing for us. You're playing for a terror Marxist group that does all the things I just said they did during the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the radio show a little later. You just heard Dan Bongino.